Hey, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Dave Holmes. Welcome to International Waters, the transatlantic panel show that pits American and British comedians against each other in a pop culture battle royale. Now, by the time this airs or or downloads or whatever we call it when it's a podcast, uh, Donald Trump will have selected a running mate, uh, probably in a live televised event uh, sponsored by Frito-Lay and Miller Lite. (laughs) Uh, We don't know who the person is, but there is a 90% chance that that person uh, will write Y-O-U-R when he means Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. <laughs> That's all I know. Yeah. You're listening to International Waters. for the country that is going through a bunch of shit right now and just needs a fucking cuddle. From Josie Long's Romance and Adventure and Hattie's Running a Bath podcast, she's actor and stand-up Hattie Ashdown. Hello, Hattie. Hello! You... How are you? I'm right. I, I, I'm white. You are white. I'm, 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 I'm fine, thank you. Good. I'm being very British. I'm drinking a cup of tea and everything. Oh, fantastic. Nice. Well done. <laughs> How is it over there right now? Um. Well, as we Brits always like to just talk about the weather... Um, mm-hmm. The weather's a bit wet, um, and we've got a new prime minister. I think you think has yeah. that been confirmed? I, I think we're currently under no rule whatsoever. Oh so yeah, we can do what oh, we like. Yeah. Which is anarchy. <laughs> we are anarchy to, at this moment as we speak to you. It's the purge. Go mm. get it while you can. <laughs> yeah. That other voice you hear, also playing for Team UK from BBC Radio, the Who's Round podcast, and Coronation Street. We got to talk about this. <laughs> uh, Toby Haydoke. Hello. <laughs> Hello, been... Toby. I've been in Coronation Street three times, one episode each time. That's hardly being from Coronation Street. <laughs> I think well, that's you. good enough for me. <laughs> yes. It's closer to the cobbles than I've ever been. Who have you played? Well, because I sound like this, uh, they get me to pay people yeah. who have professions like vicar. I was a vicar at Curly Watts' wedding. I was a uh-huh. solicitor for Les Battersby, and I was a doctor for Roy and Haley. So, um, uh, oh. yes, I, this, this accent in the north of England means you have a job. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Oh. I am so jealous right now. Uh, Team UK, I need you to come up with a buzz-in word that you feel best represents your great nation at this important moment in history. Mm. <laughs> Brexit is slightly better than fucked, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like we're sort of... Because we... I don't know. We're sort of... People are... It, everyone seems to be leaving and coming back and... What if all of that is your buzz-in word? <laughs> Lead- <laughs> Who's the Prime Minister? Or uh, Hokey Cokey? Leaderless. <laughs> I feel like we're doing the hokey cokey, you know. Do you know that? Do you, yeah. do, you do the hokey cokey in, in America? I have no idea what you're talking about. And I can't <laughs> wait to get, find out. Wait, it it's sounds like a like... sexier version of the hokey pokey. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like a like a drugged up version. Yeah, yeah. What's it all about? Yeah. Well, it's just yeah, it's just a. a I'm a, I'm a new mum, you see. So this is all I do now oh, is I see. sing rhymes that do the hokey cokey in. Out, what? in, out, shake it all about, you know. So that's what I feel like yeah. our country's like at the moment. I'm not sure you're supposed okay. to shake it all about when you're doing the hokey cokey. Are you? Are you? I don't know. I don't is know. it? So there's no hokey it, pokey? It's the hokey cokey in the UK? Yeah. Is yeah. that true? Is it cokey yeah. or pokey? Yeah. Right. Right. Typical of the Americans <laughs> to sex it up. <laughs> Would it be hokey cokey there and hokey pokey here? That seems like a weird know. line that we've drawn for ourselves. It does, Because you guys had to have had it first. Yeah, yeah. You had everything first. It's like the U in color. Yeah. 
I don't, I don't know. I don't understand it. It sounds like it sounds like a child's rhyme that you do when you turn yourself all about and then you do cocaine. Um, all right, hokey cokey, hokey cokey. It is. I okay. love it. Uh, playing for the nation that is one Pokemon Go server failure away from a violent uprising from Doctor God, Mockpocalypse, blood sucking bastards, and a Twitter feed that has not been used since March. <laughs> Welcome back to International Waters, David Park. Hey, thank how are you? you? I'm doing great. I'm good. good. I'm a little, sw- I'm a little sweaty, but I'm feeling good. I'm always sweaty. Oh, you're always it's, a little it's, bit sweaty. It's summertime, and the living's easy. I brought oranges for everybody. Yeah. In case you know we need to keep our vitamin C or mm-hmm. vitamin C levels up. Sorry, sure. can't come <laughs> across the airwaves yeah. to you if guys. Anybody's got scurvy over there. Yeah. It's, uh, it's too bad you're gonna feeling, have another. Feeling day. good. Feeling fresh and clean. Great. So fresh and so clean. Clean. Yes. Uh, also playing for the nation with, that will insist professional wrestling is real until what looks like it's convincing dying breath with a voice that is soon to be a favorite among Max Fun listeners because she's starting a brand new podcast. It's stand-up comedian and pro wrestling fan, Danielle Radford. Hi. How nice to meet you. Good. Um, if we want to talk about the weather, uh, the U.S. is raining black people's blood. So if that's, oh, right. that's kind of where we're at right now. Right. Yeah. Right. That's... Yeah, it's a, it's a difficult moment right now. Uh, yeah. I just visited uh, family in St. Louis last weekend. Um, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and not just relatives, <laughs> but yeah, uh, but old high school friends who never left the suburbs in uh, in St. Louis. So there were some, um, uh, there, there's work to be done in our heartland, <laughs> is all I have to say. But we already knew that. Uh, Team US, what is your buzz in word? Come on. I don't know. It's a, we, it's a word that reflects it, the week. Is it? I don't know. Come, come on. on. Is it a resigned uh, come, come on? on. That's it what, the, that, it's supposed to reflect the week that was, right? Yeah. yeah. That's I, what I, it I think it's like deflated come on is actually Yeah, sort it's of either that or please don't shoot Danielle Radford. So okay. if we can go with <laughs> come on, that yeah. would be great because the yeah. other one's way long. It is very long. It's very long and very specific. <laughs> very we can round that up to don't shoot anyone. Yeah. How about that? Just don't <laughs> shoot. Just don't shoot. Okay, cool. Come on versus hokey cokey. All right, great. <laughs> And we're off. We're going to start the show with a little pop culture warm-up we like to call What's the Story? You'll be awarded two points for correct answers. One point for answers that are wrong but funny. If you don't know what I mean by wrong but funny, imagine a country who voted to have more control over their political system and ended up with an entirely unelected prime minister. Can you imagine (laughs) such a thing? (laughs) Never. All right. Not for points, just for fun. U.S., uh, this is to you. What's this noise? Thank you very much. Right. Dykes on bikes. <laughs> Sorry. Come on. <laughs> okay. What was that? Yeah, come on. Dykes on bikes. Uh, maybe in the background, but what was in the foreground? Was it the uh, was it David Cameron's cat when they were like trying to wait for him to come out? No. And it was just like that. No. Okay. You're awfully close. It was actually Prime Minister David Cameron leaving his mic on after his resignation speech, <laughs> and then going back inside number ten, going dum dum to himself, and then saying, "Right." <laughs> and then, good. It's the most British noise anyone could ever make, especially after doing to a whole country what he once did to uh, the face of a pig. Uh, he <laughs> fucked it. He fucked up. He fucked the face of a dead pig. All right. Uh, we can stop talking about it now. So what's the deal with Theresa May? Is she in? Is she out? What's the deal? Oh, yeah. She's seen the Queen yeah. doing all that pomp and ceremony that no one yeah, really no, cares that. about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, best of luck to you guys. Uh, okay, buzz in with your buzz in words when you know the answer. Question number one, British octogenarian national treasure who isn't Maggie Smith news. The UK is reeling from the news that Dame Judi Dench, the Bond star, the owner of Britain's largest collection of waterfall cardigans, celebrated her 81st birthday with a tattoo. What did the tattoo say? Oh, oh hokey cokey. Yeah. I didn't really die. 
<laughs> no, but okay. U.S. Uh, come on. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. All right, here to go. Yeah, we don't say we do it. Yeah. Creamy dreams. It didn't say it wasn't creamy dreams. Creamy dreams. Creamy dreams. Creamy dreams is correct. That, wow. No. No. Uh, I can't accept that. Uh, it's awfully close, but the answer was carpe diem. I knew it was like two uh, words. I don't know. I knew it was two words. It was a C it, word. Yeah. I feel like that's the and same CD. tattoo everyone I knew got when they turned 18. Yeah, and she's yeah. like, what is she, 18? She's, she's only just seen Dead Poet Society. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That'll fucking move you. Uh, to the dame's first tattoo, although after winning the Oscar for Shakespeare in Love, she pretended to producer Harvey Weinstein that she had had his name tattooed on her butt, and then she flashed him the fake ink at a Hollywood lunch. So, bonus point. Hypothetically, let's say we take you right now to a nearby, very hygienic tattoo parlor. We insist mm. you get a tattoo. What do you get? Mm-hmm. Where do you put it? And what are the circumstances under which you flash it to Harvey Weinstein? Uh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, would be, it would be a series of bros. It would be uh, Seth Rogen, Dave Franco, John Cena, mm-hmm. and Channing Tatum on my leg. I would yeah. call it Mount Bromore <laughs> uh, <laughs> across my thigh. Uh-huh. And I would reveal to him that, and then we would... Pitch that as a movie. So the Founding Fathers happening. is bros. It's already happening. It is? Oh, it's got to be That's happening. Gotta, you yeah. know that it's been pitched. Anyone Mount else? Bromore. Anyone um, else? Come on. Um, mine is, I guess, um, following uh, Judy Dench's name, Judy Dench's lead. Um, it would be a ring of fire um, held by like a ringmaster with a tiger going into it, but the whole thing circles around your butt. So it oh. just looks like the tiger Ooh. is jumping into your into butt. Into your oh, butt. I like that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. Team UK, how can you top it? Well, I have to say, I think Judy Dench is having a tattoo that says "Seize the Day" after something it's taken eighty-one years to pluck uh-huh. up the courage to do. Is it's like I think yeah. I would have love on one set of knuckles oh, yeah. and passive-aggressive mm-hmm. anonymous tweet on the other set of knuckles. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, I'm into it. I'm go. into it. Yes. Boom, boom. Yeah, Hattie, what you got? I can't talk that because I hate tattoos. <laughs> I, I do like, too. I, I like them on I mean, other I people. I think they're sexy. Yeah, that's on exactly other people. my feeling. It shows that they're reckless and they don't care. But for yourself, no dice. Except those people that have a tattoo of like a photograph of their dead nan or something. And then it, oh, and it yeah. never looks like the photograph. It just looks like Mr. Burns or something. It never looks yes. like the photograph. So, um, no, it never maybe does. Maybe I just and have a it's tattoo. There forever. Yeah, maybe I just have a f- tattoo of, um, oh, well, no, Judy Dench. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, there you there go. It is. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. Everybody gets points. Now, Danielle, you already have a tattoo, and it's of what? what, Tell me everything. I knew I found her sexy. (laughs) So I have a tattoo on my arm. I'm starting my uh, my very fancy sleeve. Um, I got hit by a bus about um, a year and a half ago. That is a real thing that happens to people. Um, So I got hit by a bus. Wow. And so I have a tattoo. Um, I just went to the artist who's this amazing artist um, who does tattoo work out here in Hollywood. Um, and I said, I just want a bus with the words, uh, ain't nothing going to break my stride. Cause I was walking <laughs> in the crosswalk as it happened <laughs> and she gave me a beautiful tattoo. I'll show it to you yeah. uh, in the studio later. She gave me a beautiful tattoo ah. that is a bus with the words, ain't nothing going to break my stride on it. I love it. There you go. And you, <laughs> how hurt were you? Oh boy. Um, a bunch of slip discs. Uh-huh. I have to get shots in my back every couple months. Oh, I can only boy. do it for like a year. Uh, some of my brain is different. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's a whole thing. Oh, don't get fuck. hit by buses. It's the yeah. dirt worst. Yeah. Were you able to, to like, I don't know, sue the city for it or anything? Or was Ooh, it a private bus? Still or? in process. Oh, still in process. Still Can't in talk about process. it. Okay. Can't talk Let's move on swiftly. Fair enough. Like a city bus. Uh, question number two. <laughs> in hashtag get it girl news. 
Uh, a woman in Pennsylvania received a sentence of 45 to 90 days in jail for drunken disorderly conduct after doing something so loudly it shook her neighbor's furniture. <gasps> Team U.S., what was she doing? Playing the uh, home version of Dance Dance Revolution. Uh, incorrect. Okay. Are we allowed to answer you? Hokey Cokey? I think you've changed yes, the constitution. Course, sure. I, I think she was doing the Hokey Cokey Pokey, wasn't she? Maybe. She, well, if by that you mean sex, then yes. Yeah. Oh, of course. Sure. Yeah, she was Shaking doing it. Shaking the furniture. Shaking the goddamn furniture. Uh, 25-year-old Amanda Warfel pled guilty uh, to... Plead, pleaded? Ple- I don't know. She said she was guilty. The charges <laughs> of having ludicrously loud sex and then threatening her neighbors, which of course is the next step. Yeah. You uh, when they complained about the noise. No information was given on Warfel's partner in crime. But uh, one can only assume his hands have been completely knocked off his wrists from the amount of high fives that he has received <laughs> since they first pressed charges. Oh. If you get what I mean, I mean uh, doing it. Yeah. Uh, fucking. Uh, for a bonus point, sex crimes. Have you ever broken the law, whether the laws of man or the laws of nature or the laws of taste, uh, in pursuit of the beast with two backs? Tell us about your favorite memory of breaking the rules in the pursuit of fucking, whether it's rated X or PG. Come on. I think, I think this is where the culture yeah, just, well I, I, I once failed to ask permission from someone's father before I took them in Upper Forest but uh, <laughs> uh, I mean I, I don't know how racy you want me to get I want you to get the raciest <laughs> I did think I must have loads I I mean I've been sacked from a Saturday job as a teenager well just over a teenager for sexual harassment as in mm-hmm. I was doing the harassing oh, okay. But I wasn't. Right. He was just doing that because I wouldn't go out with him. It's a long story. <laughs> yeah. I think I've broken the laws of <laughs> physics, if that's because my other half <laughs> my other half is a wheelchair user and that often baffles people. And when you're at weddings, it takes men about five pints before they ask the question <gasps> they? where they go, so because yeah. um, she's, uh, she, you know, and, and you know what they're asking, but they can't, they use noises. They just go, oh, can you? Uh, <laughs> and I, and I yeah. always go, well, I'm not sure standing up is one of the requirements. But anyway, I'm going to make you ask the question. And they do ask the question. They say, how could do you stick, you know, can you? Uh, and I always just say, well, how do you think she got like that in the first place? Oh, oh yes. Oh, and, there you go. Yeah. yeah. There you I, go. Like that. I like that a lot. Uh, I like you, Toby. There you go. Good <laughs> work. Uh, I, I, um, get sexier than the Brits. Oh, boy. I uh, I think I, I broke the laws of comedy. Um, yeah. I When I was a baby comedian, I, uh, I fucked a heckler. What? I wow. fucked my heckler. Tell me... Literally everything. Liter- okay, so we, uh, I was at this like little bar show, and no one was doing great because it was one of those rooms where it's like they don't know there's going to be comedy there. They just go to hang up, and and like we come out, we're like surprise, spoken word. Yeah. Please stop enjoying your I've Friday night. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I get up there and I'm telling my jokes and I'm doing okay, and the dude starts like yelling at me, like just like tell a joke, be funnier, boo 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 boo, and so I'm like. Did you come here with a lady? Do you have a girlfriend? And he's like, no. And I'm like, okay, well, you're not going to, no one here is going to fuck you if you keep messing with me. And that actually got like a huge thing of applause because he was being a total douche. And so I got off stage. He was buying me and all my friend drinks Uh because that was the only way I would let him sit with us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Find out like he's on leave from like the Air Force or whatever. Yeah. That's pretty Um, hot. Yeah, it's pretty hot. So we started drinking um, and then... I was like, yeah, no, you can come home with me. That's totally cool. So we get home, back to my place. And when we get there, all he wants me to do is just like he needs me to slap him in the face as hard as I can. Okay. So I'm just like slapping the shit out of this serviceman. Because, like, that's what he needs. He wants me to slap him and choke him. Well, that's why he heckles in the first place. Yeah, he needs the pain. He needs the pain. He wants to be humiliated. 
So he got it from me in public, and then he got it from me in private. Um, this is the best story I've heard in a very long time. <laughs> this is, well, so, I don't know. Like, I feel like he still won. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, no, I think that's a draw. That's a draw. We can that's call that draw. one a draw. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I can top that, but I, uh, I was also a performer, and I was not supposed to, uh, on this contract, not supposed to have uh, you were relations. on a, a cruise ship. Yes, and I wasn't supposed to have relations with the passengers. And um, uh, so I d- took it upon myself to uh, meet her at a hotel in the Bahamas. And uh, we got some drinks at the beach club. And then I was worried about being found out because there were cameras and people that were walking around from, from the ship. And so I got the room and I took the drinks up there. And I decided it was a good idea to just get to the business and to incorporate the, the frozen margaritas into the business. And so I proceeded to pour them. Uh, in my nether regions uh, and have her enjoy them mm. off of my body. So I, I think I broke the laws of good taste yeah. there for sure Yeah, uh, in that in that instance. Uh, but it was a, it was a new and uh, invigorating way to uh, incorporate uh, getting drunk and having sex. Okay, Terrific. was there salt on the rim? There was. There was salt oh, on the rim. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. Okay, uh, 11 to, points to, say I've, to I've, Danielle. I've never done a job where I've had to sign a piece of paper just in case somebody wants to have sex with me during it. I think that's that's quite yeah. an achievement. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right, let's move on. Question number three, gay news. Whether it's three seconds of some gay dads in Frozen, a possibly lesbian couple in the Finding Dory trailer, or J.K. Rowling saying Dumbledore was gay years after the books ended, Hollywood is relentless in forcing gay lifestyle agenda down society's throat. Uh, but which sci-fi franchise has caused a stir by retrofitting a long-running character as a hero? Hokey Cokey. Sexualist. Yeah. Um, it's the Star Trek franchise, and Mr. Sulu, Hikaru Sulu, is going to be oh my um, God. A, a, a homosexual, uh, which is a sort of homage to the fact that uh, the actor that played the original Mr. Sulu, George Takai, has come out in the past yeah. few years. I could go on for a very long time. I would love that. <laughs> I, yeah. I could listen to you all day. I'm a Doctor Who fan, but I moonlight in the world of Star Trek. Um, uh, uh-huh. the, the Doctor Who people will track me down for being a traitor. Um, but George Takai has said that he didn't really think that it was right to make an existing character gay, and they should have had That's a new right. character as no. gay. And then Simon Pegg right. said, this, this, this sort of thing is what the internet was invented for. Um, so That's Simon course, Pegg yeah. has disagreed with George Takai, and now uh, all the science fiction fans are furious, which is how they like to be. Yes, absolutely. You just went through all of my talking points, and I, I love it. Well, I just yeah, hit them all. For a little bit. Congratulations, <laughs> congratulations. Yeah. Uh, now, William Shatner has not weighed in on this because he's too busy arguing with teenagers on Twitter about the CW series Supernatural. Ah, okay. it's apparently a thing that really happens. Wow. Uh, all right. Oh, hey, for a bonus points. For a bonus points is what I said. Uh, let's lift the lid on Hollywood's insidious gay agenda and play Who Gay for Hollywood. Uh, pitch me up some gayed-up movie titles, for example, Girl on Girl Interrupted, or Les Miserables, or Top Gun. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Uh, vill- brunches with Wolves. Brunches with Wolves. I love it. Come on. Mike and Dave need a wedding cake. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> I would watch okay. the shit out of that movie. Yeah, UK. Life of Bi. About a man uh, yes. ooh, or a woman on a boat who just can't decide their sexual orientation. And there's a tiger getting in the way. Oh, I love that. Hokey I love that. And now, in fairness, bisexual people have figured out their sexual identity. They're just bisexual, Hattie. They oh, have okay. made up their minds. Yeah. They have made up their That's minds. That's the point. We the will movie. get emails from angry bisexuals. <laughs> they have made up their minds. <laughs> yeah. They like We both. are the angriest. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we. 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 We're so angry. <laughs> Fantastic. So you'll, you'll fuck a, a female heckler. Yeah. <laughs> great. Great. But Toby. female, you know, they're not a hacker. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> the village people that time forgot. Oh. Yes. I've got another one. I've got another yes. 
uh, yeah. as gay as it gets. <laughs> sure. As a middle-aged man with OCD uh, who has, has to listen to musicals about three times before he can leave the door. Something like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Edward I don't know about those stereotypes, Hattie. Uh, I know, I'm just going with stereotypes, but, you know, it's Hollywood. <laughs> uh, yes, Dave Park. Uh, the twerk locker. Uh, mm. a, a gentleman has to go around diffusing uh, terrible, terrible uh, uh, dance acts around uh, the world. Not okay. just in the Middle East. Not, not, not an exclusively gay phenomenon. No, 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 yeah, no. Twerking, but it's, twerking. it's open to it, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll go with that. Or, uh, well, how about this? We, okay, I'll try, I'll try this. That? The Silence of the Jams. Okay. about that? Uh, okay. And, and uh, gay people uh, go around telling straight people what songs they listen to that are terrible. Okay. <laughs> I, what, I mean, and they eat people's faces. Can I, I don't know. Can I we take... know each other pretty well. You have misunderstandings about the gay lifestyle <laughs> that I think we need to figure, like, we need to talk through at some point. There's a lot less. Okay. Th- Can anyway. I take something gay and make it straight? I mean, sure. Cab bro ray? <laughs> just yeah. A, just a bunch of bros. Yeah. I think it's just magic mic. Okay, yeah, I think I, yeah. I just invented How about that. Might already have happened. Come on. Uh, no clubbing for old men. Uh, yeah. What do you think we do? We don't just go from club to club and talk about music and, and twerk. Uh, have you ever seen me or Ben or any of us twerk? You guys are always twerking, right? Whenever we have I'm not... literally never twerked. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm putting a stop to this. At the end of round one, the scores are as follows. <laughs> Team US has 15 points. The UK has seven. And a brand new prime minister, maybe. We'll be right back with round two after this quick break. <laughs> Hey guys, this is Adam Conover. You may know me from my true TV show, Adam Ruins Everything. Well, guess what? Now we're doing a podcast version right here on Maximum Fun. What we do is we take all the interesting, fascinating experts that we talk to for just a couple minutes on the show, and we sit with them for an entire podcast, really going deep and getting into the fascinating details of their work. Find Adam Ruins Everything wherever you get your podcasts or at MaximumFun.org. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to International Waters. I'm your host, Dave Holmes. With us playing for the U.S. are David Park and Danielle Radford. And down the Skype line from London, playing for the U.K., Hattie Ashdown, Toby Haydoke. It's time for a round we are calling Music from the Motion Picture. Summer blockbuster season is upon us. It means a whole new hot, hot slate of movies. In honor of that, we are remembering the hit songs that went with some past greats, like uh, My Heart Will Go On from Titanic, mm-hmm. or the theme from Shaft mm-hmm. from The English Patient. We've uh, compiled a series of questions based on some of those favorite movie themes from the U.S. and the U.K. Question number one, this is only for the U.K. Hattie, Toby, listen mm-hmm. up. Huey Lewis and the News are well known for their contributions. Contributions? Why would I say it like that? That's <laughs> weird. To the Back to the Future soundtrack. Uh, but uh, an even more iconic movie theme stole its melody from Huey Lewis's I Want a New Drug, which you will hear at this time. I see you both. Oh, well, hokey cokey. Yeah, yes. That that sounds like there's something strange in the neighborhood uh, because we're going to have to call Ghostbusters, which is what it would sound like if it was in the UK. That is correct. That is absolutely correct. Ghostbusters, one of. I mean, let's just let's accept it. It's one of the worst songs of all time. Correct. I mean, well, it's, it's one really, of the best videos of all. It's time. one of the yeah. best videos of all time. Best celebrity cameos ever. You get your Peter Falk. Yep. You get your Terry Gar. Oh yeah. Uh, Carly you get, Simon. You get Carly Simon. John all, Candy. John Candy. All the people the kids love. Chase. Uh, now uh, here's the deal. The studio had originally contra- uh, contact. They'd contacted 
I don't know what's going on, <laughs> uh, Huey Lewis to do the theme, but he declined, and instead they brought in Ray Parker Jr., who only had a few days to uh, compose the track. Lewis sued Parker Jr. for plagiarism, and the two settled out of court. Little did he know someone someday would plagiarize the entire Ghostbusters movie and replace the cast with women. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a fun fact about that. Fun fact what? about that, Ray, Ray Parker Jr., Ghostbusters not on his greatest hits album. Really? I'm serious. I saw the final <laughs> in, in Amoeba Records, and it's like every song you've never heard of, and yeah. you're like, where is Ghostbusters on here? Oh, boy. I can't name you any other Ray Parker Jr. song oh, besides I mean, Ghostbusters. There's, uh, yeah. uh, the Other Woman. There's I Just Can't Get look Over at, Loving You. Look at you. There's uh, Huge Ray Parker Jr. Uh, fan. A Dave Woman Needs is. Love Just Like You Do. Wow. Uh, and there are probably others. Look at that. that Dave, I can't bringing it. Yeah, yeah. I, liked, I like Ray Parker Jr. And Radio. With a Y, like his name. That's smart. Uh, My favorite thing about the song Ghostbusters is that there's one, like, chorus person who's just super into it. Listen to it. Because there's one, (laughs) like, there's the crowd answering who you're going to call Ghostbusters. But there's a woman who's like, Ghostbusters! (laughs) She's my favorite. Yeah, yeah, she's my absolute favorite. favorite. Oh, my God. I just love it so fucking much. All right. Team US, this question is for you. Spice World. Everyone remembers 1996's smash hit musical with those gals, sporty, ginger, scary. Kitty, uh, squeaky from. Um, <laughs> but what song covered by the gang was cut from the soundtrack due to last minute taste issues? Oh crap! They did a they did a I I know that movie. I love that movie. They did yeah. a cover in that movie. It was uh, um rock and roll part one or rock and roll part two. Gary Glitter song. It was a Gary Glitter song. I'm going to give you half a point because it was a Gary Glitter song, uh, but it was called you, Leader of the Gang. That's right. Uh, Leader of the Gang. That's right. Uh, you, that's right. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Gary Glitter, Leader as we all know, gang. was arrested in 1996 for terrible things that are not funny to discuss on our podcast. Uh, and he was uh, erased from uh, all British culture, past, present, and future. Uh, I think we still play him at baseball games, That's though. the thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. Sorry, UK, but we still play no. Gary Glitter at every sporting event. We don't know who you're <sighs> talking about. We've never heard of him. We have never. <laughs> I'm part of the for my brain. Did somebody men in black you? We uh, know not of this, Gary Glitter. Speak. Not a bad move. <laughs> not a bad move. All right, let's move on, Team UK. This question is for you. When it comes to film scores, there is one composer who looms so large that all others live within his shadow. A few opening notes, such as this one, and we are instantly nostalgic for the movies that he's lent his work to. I'm not talking about Trent Reznor. I'm talking about John Williams. Uh, uh. That is uh, Williams' theme from the ultimate summer movie, Jaws. Uh, he has 141 composer credits on IMDb, which is Spielberg movie, the Harry Potter franchise, much, much more. Team UK, we normally test your knowledge in this round. Right now, I have for you a test of skill. Can you successfully, without stopping, hum the theme songs to Star Wars, Superman, and Indiana Jones without mixing them up? Starting oh uh, now. Oh my gosh. Right, which one do we do first? This is Star Wars, this is Star Wars. What were the other ones you wanted after Star Wars? Uh, Superman. What was the last one? What was the last one? Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Good job. Okay, and just for the listener, they're doing so much hand choreography <laughs> that I really wish you could see. That brought it to them, though. The I'm finding Coronation Street for you. Oh, I miss it. You know what's been taken off of Hulu? 
I have no, I like, I, it, it, and they, it just before Carla's wedding. So she's gone now, and I don't know why. Oh, boy. oh, am I on the house in Coronation Street? Is that who you actually wanted for this podcast? Am I here, am I here by mistake? Wait. Wait a minute. Next time. damn minute. Are you with Izzy? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm with wow! all, all, all right, the other so ones that about. are in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> Did you meet? This I is the part her. of the podcast where we learned I... that Dave has done no research on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. I truly had no idea. And, uh, and that's great. I love her. I love her. Say hi for me. I, um, I will. I'm not sure I'll tell when, you. When, I'll when tell she... her you love her, though. That's. I think that's my job. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I went when she stole from the Christmas fund. Yeah, I'm broke. We had charity that, whatever we had that it was. week. It was great. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, all right, Team US. This is for you. Okay. When it comes to British movie soundtracks, nobody does it better than the Bond franchise. And by it, I mean songs about guns and confident sexuality from a country that rarely has either. Uh, You cannot write a Bond theme without using shooting someone as a metaphor for fucking or vice versa. But which of these is not a real lyric from a Bond theme? Is it A, his eye may be on you or me. Who will he bang? We shall see. Love is required whenever he's hired. It comes just before the kill. Is it B, no place for hiding, baby. No place to run. I'm going to get you with my love gun. Is it C? Between the shades, assassinations standing still, the first crystal tears fall as snowflakes on your body, first time in years to drench your skin with lover's rosy stain. Or is it D? It's a golden honey trap I've got for you tonight. Revenge, it's a kiss. This time I won't miss. Now I've got you in my sights. Which of those was not from a Bond theme? They all sound like Kiss from a Rose, so I don't yeah. know what to do. Yeah, yeah. Different movie, like different movie. I feel like it's C, but it's you C think or it's B? B? I, I have no idea. Yeah, you want to just throw caution? And in look, there? until y'all make Idris Elba Bond, mm-hmm. I have nothing for yeah. you. There's a limited amount of give a shit. Make right? Lufa Bond. I'm gonna, yeah. I want to say C. C. Let's go with C. Yeah. C. The answer is B. Oh, damn it! I'm Which sorry. was I'm sorry. I'm sorry. From, from Love Gun by Kiss. Uh, a was uh, from the sorry. the Man with the Golden Gun by Lulu. C was A View to a Kill by Duran Duran, uh, and D was Tina Turner's Golden Eye. That's my. I'm going to take those. Were all take, real. That's a full responsibility for that. Yeah, take that L, boo. Take that L. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so far, there has not been a, a Bond theme about someone who dips his gun in frozen margarita. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck somebody with it, but it's only a matter of time. It is. There should be. At the end of that round, the scores are the U.S. has 15.5. Yeah. Uh, The U.K.'s got nine. Thanks for being here, guys. We'll be right back with our final round after this. Hi. Are you a fan of Star Trek The Next Generation? Well, that's weird because it's a corny show. But my friends Ben Harrison and Adam Pranica do a lovely podcast about it. It's called The Greatest Generation, and it's on MaximumFun.org. I thought that this podcast was a bad idea, but I was wrong. Please listen to The Greatest Generation on MaximumFun.org. Welcome back. And so we go to our final round. Now, I know both teams have tried super duper hard, and I want you to know that it's been as useless as an SPF factor over 50. Brits, it's a joke about sun protection. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, feel like we're, I feel like we're just taunting you here with our, with our summer <laughs> Californianess. Anyway, the deal is the winner of the final round receives one million points. Whoa. Yeah, that's right. Whoa. You heard me. It all comes down to this. You heard me. <laughs> you heard me. 
<laughs> you, you signed up for a roller coaster ride here, and you know Absolutely. it, so don't come crying. Uh, okay, this round is an old favorite. It's called Reboot to the Head. We all know the highest form of flattery is to completely chuck something out and remake it from scratch. The Longest Yard was made better when it became the British Mean Machine. And then better still when Adam Sandler remade it again as The Longest Yard. In this round, we usually ask you to pitch a rebooted version of a popular cinematic offering from the opposing nation. However, in honor of the new Ghostbusters, we are adding a special twist. Not only will you be nation-swapping, you'll be gender-swapping. Oh, boy. That's right. Oh, boy. Team UK, because you're way behind, I'm going to have you uh, start stiffening your upper lips for a male-centric British reboot of Sex and the City. Yes! It was SJP. It was Kim Cattrall. It had raunchy action. It had lavish outfits. It had camels at one point. It had uh, a voiceover narration that really tied it all together. <laughs> and the most popular use of the name Mr. Big since the early 90s one-hit wonder. Mm-hmm. I'm the one who wants to be with you, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so give me your best British male sex in the city. You have two minutes starting now. Okay, it's about four thirty-something men uh, living in the city, just wanting to be treated as equal as women, to have one-night stands and not be judged. Um, oh, and the protagonist guy—he uh, does a blog and a vlog about him and his friends not wanting to settle down yet. That yet there's pressure all around them to do so. Um, but at the heart, he just wants to make the love of his life, Miss Small, settle down. <laughs> there you go. Toby, <laughs> add to it. Yes, and it. Uh, well, uh, it's actually for, for um, men whose age isn't particularly important because uh, <laughs> with age becomes, comes wisdom and, frankly, the looks don't really matter. And uh, they have various, <laughs> various sexual encounters from which they hope they will learn and grow, but actually they don't. And uh, they're all going to write up a blog about it, but they can't be asked and instead get drunk and moan about how it's the women's fault. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's got legs. I love it. What's the title? I was, wasn't there a Twitter thing recently? You were like, not all hashtag not all men. So I was thinking hashtag not all men. Like it's like not all sure. men are like yeah. this, and not all men are. I don't know. I don't know. Toby. Um, <laughs> well, I can't think of anything. So it isn't rude. I think, oh yeah. Sex, no, but please. Sex is onanism in a village. But we uh, don't really call London <laughs> city, so it'd be like sex in Soho. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you um, coming down the pub? Yeah. I'm on a promise. Yeah, on a promise. Yeah. Well, that sounds like it's sex a... on a promise. Sex yeah, on a promise. sex uh, on a promise. Who stars in it? Who are you pitching? Uh, it to? Oh no, actually, not Sex in the City because it's about four. It's three men in a boat because they're the ones that aren't getting laid. Yeah. And then there's another one somewhere else who's doing quite well. <laughs> um, <Great>. Who's <laughs> in it? Who's in it? Who's in it? Um... Oh, lots of 40, 50 year old men. All all the women that are the objects of What's their affection are are in their early twenties. Oh, Ray Winston. He's very yeah. sexy. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> Hmm. Great. Gotta Ross stop Kemp. you there. Your Ross time is Kemp up. Ross Kemp can go in it. Who is Ross, who is Ross Kemp? Is yeah, it his like, They won't have a clue. He's in Afghanistan He's now. He's in Afghanistan. He does documentaries oh, okay. about being odd. Yeah. Um. Okay. <laughs> I actually, I see, I see Gary and Martin Kemp in it, to be yeah. totally oh. honest with you. I mean, that's oh, who we'll I have to put Hugh Grant in it, I suppose. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, that's required by law. Yeah. That went without saying. Yeah. Uh, okay, Team US, it's your turn. I want you to pitch a female American reboot. Okay. Of train spotting, oh, All right. the uh, the dark heroine soaked comedy that just turned twenty years old. I'm not finished yet, Danielle. I know you're, <laughs> I know you're ready to rock. It starred a, uh, a young Ewan McGregor as an addict desperate to get clean and go straight. It's got needles. It's got suppositories. It's got a frankly a completely inappropriate use of a beer bottle. It may be the first time that Gen X Americans even knew the UK had a film industry. You have two minutes. Give me your best American female train spotting, starting right now. 
Okay, so it stars uh, Rooney Mara mm-hmm. and Aubrey Plaza. Oh my god! Um, yeah. As two women who are, um, they both really love to party. Sure, they're party girls. They like to hang out. Um, and sometimes they hang out at train stations so they can grift dudes out of their money. Great. And then all of a sudden something happens and like, oh no, they get mistaken for like the conductor of this train. Oh. Um, and they don't know. Yeah. Uh, and so now they have to figure out how to both score the party uh, and be on ecstasy. And drive a train. And drive a train. Um. And my proposed name for it is Bad Conductors. Bad Conductors. Yeah. Oh, I love yes. it. I love it. Absolutely. Dave Park, what would you add? Well, yeah. I mean, and the other thing with the train is if it, if it goes down below 88 miles per hour, <laughs> it, 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 it either blows up. But if it goes above 88 miles per hour, they end up going back in time. And they hit their parents, and they don't exist anymore. Mm. Oh, yeah, interesting. Okay, yeah. so there's a there's a time travel. There's twist. a time travel element to it. I see. Yeah, I and see. and they also um, are training to become um, they're training to become uh, miners uh, and strippers at the same time, like the full Monty. Oh, right? I see. Uh, but they're training to become miners uh, in order to save <laughs> the world from away. an asteroid. Right. To go up to it, and it, and it's so the the colon is. Uh, Charmageddon. I see. So, yeah, so it's Bad Conductor's colon Charmageddon. Well, I, I see it, but it all seems very clean to me right now. What are they addicted to? Uh, Molly. Oh. Molly. Uh, lots of Molly. Lots of Molly and, and uh, bugles, like the, the bugles that you get at, in the bar car. And, uh, uh-huh. and uh, uh, They put them on their fingers. Coolers. It makes it really hard for driving oh, when you yeah. put them on your fingers. Yeah, because it looks like you have claws. How do you conduct? You yeah. have bugles on your hand. And you don't yeah. want to be eating all those carbs all the time. So many gonna, carbs. Yes. Right. Really, yeah. So, so, so the the struggle to overcome uh, carbs. Yes. Is really yes. What's at the root? Ah. Carbs and, and cars. Travel. Okay. Carbs, carbs and, and train cars. Yeah. Okay. Bad your time is up. Charm, your time is up. Wow. Both of these are things I would see. I just I heard you open a can of beer, <laughs> and my my level of jealousy <laughs> yes. rose through the roof. We have to just start drinking in the morning here. Cheers. Yeah. Right. Nice. Anyway, uh, I am mentally tallying the points. Um, and just to get the Kemp brothers back on the big screen, the UK <laughs> oh boy. is the greatest country in the world this week. Yeah! It came from behind yeah! you guys. Yeah. Yay! You won by close to a million points. Uh, oh now, before gosh. we finish, do you have anything you want to plug and then to offset the ego karma, maybe uh, something else that you didn't make that you are currently enjoying and you would like to recommend to our listeners? Hattie. Mm. Oh, uh, what do I want to plug? Uh, my podcast, which I do, which yes. is called Hattie's Running a Bath, which is on a podcast network called On Soap. And I talk to comedians and all sorts of people about their perfect night in. Um, yeah. And what else? I should be other things I should plug, but I can't think. Um, Google me. There's. I'm a new mom. Um uh, <laughs> like your baby. Uh, camping, yeah. Yeah. which is by Julia Davies on Sky. I don't feel like enough people okay. uh, watched it, and it's absolutely bonkers. Um, I think the Americans would love it anyway. Not because you're bonkers, great. but you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> we know, we know, we know. It's okay. It's great. It's great. Watch it. Um, Good. Well, mine is a very, very uh, niche thing. I do a podcast called Toby Heddock's Who's Round, in which I try to interview every single person that's ever been involved in Doctor Who in the history of Doctor Who. And uh, so I interview, like, um, a man who played a rubber monster once in 1964 uh, and all the way through to Russell T. Davis, who brought the series back. Um, So, and I never say who's on it. It's always just... And I don't just interview them about Doctor Who. I interview them about their whole lives and everything. 
uh, and it's frequently more interesting when it doesn't talk about Doctor Who. Wow, that. that's great. And who who okay. do you want to big up? Who do I want to big up? Yeah. Um, uh, who would I, I would like to big up? Um, a thing called the British Pound because it won't be around much longer, <laughs> and it was fun while it lasted. Uh, and uh-huh. uh, if as I'll continue the geeky theme, there's a there, there is a very good American uh, and Canadian Doctor Who podcast. It, it's it's actually it's mostly Canadian. No, they're all Canadian. They're Canadian. They sound like you, but then they change they change vowel sounds, and then it's all so uh-huh. no, they're Canadian. Called Radio Free Scarrow, which is a, a, a modern day Doctor Who podcast, but they're very funny and witty fellows. So listen to that if you're a geek. Great. Dave Park. Nice. Yes, I would like to plug uh, Dr. God. It is the first and third uh, Saturday of the month at IO West here in Los Angeles. That, is your, also, uh, that is your improv that team? That is my, one of my improv teams. The other yeah. one is the Lusty Horde at the West Side Comedy Theater. Great. On Mondays there, I would also like to plug uh, Super Troopers 2, uh, which I have a part in, coming to theaters next year, I believe. Oh, yeah. And um, what else? Uh, I believe that that is it for right now. I'd like to give a big ups to... My mom's, who's coming into town, Aww. who's turning 70 next week. Aww. I wouldn't be here without her, so Great. big ups to her. Uh, how about yeah. a work of art that somebody else made? A work of art that somebody else made. Um, I will, yeah, you know what? A work of art. Uh, do we, can we count the Euro FIFA Portuguese win for the Euro Cup? That's okay. a work of art. They Great. haven't won it in forever. Okay. Yeah. So you're bringing up uh, your mom in uh, Portugal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah. Danielle. Um, so I, uh, uh, like was mentioned earlier, I have a wrestling podcast. It's going to be coming out um, on Max Fun. Uh-huh, what's it called? Uh, it's going to be called Tights and Fights. Um, so it's me and Haleblin and um, the rapper Mike Eagle. And we're just talking about wrestling that's going to premiere at the end of the month. Um, I believe it's the 25th. Uh, and that's going to be great, and it's something I'm super excited about. And mm-hmm. so that is my plug for me. Mm-hmm. Um, my plug for other people um, is actually another podcast on the network. It's Pop Rocket. Uh-huh. Pop Rocket is super fun. Uh, it's really like it's just a bunch of people talking about pop culture. Yeah. Everyone is super charming. Um, Guy Branham is like one of my favorite people in the whole oh, wide he world. Lovely. Great. He's the best person. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's the other thing that I'm going to uh, plug, not because I'm kissing the ass of my network, but I am. I'm but, new. I mean, it's, it's a wise move. It's a wise move. <laughs> Yo, that's the here. money move. You're brand new here. Hokey cokey, because I've just been handed a piece of paper. Oh, dear. Um, which I think comes from the Queen, and it says, I've told Theresa May to fuck off because I remember the last one. Uh, and on the other <laughs> side, <laughs> it says, um, Excess Malarkey, which is the name of a comedy night uh, I've run and compared every Tuesday for the past 19 years, but I forgot to mention when oh. I was given the opportunity, which okay. is rather stupid of me. And that's in Manchester. <laughs> so, so come to that. Great. Everyone go. Uh, I'm Dave Holmes. I'm on Twitter, at Dave Holmes. My, uh, my book, Party of One, is in stores now, and I would like to tell yeah. you to read uh, a book that I'm reading right now, which I love, uh, called The Mambo Kings Play Songs of Love. It came out in the late 80s from a guy named Oscar Hijuelos, I think is how you say it. Um, but it's absolutely uh, delightful. Everyone should read it, and Wonderful. we should have a book club about it. Uh, all right, Dave Park, Danielle Radford, Hattie Ashdown, Toby Haydoke, thank you for playing International Waters. You there with the headphones. Yeah, you. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on International Waters. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Congrats. Okay, bye. Farewell. Good game. Outro time. Good game. You've been listening to International Waters with me, Dave Holmes, playing with David Park, Danielle Radford, Hattie Ashdown, and Toby Haydoke. Our theme music is USA versus White Noise by Lady Tron. Thanks to them for letting us use it. Thanks to Jeremy Frankly and Zombies vs. Ninjas for the five-star reviews on iTunes. If you haven't already left us a review, please do it while you're ordering my book online. 
and review them both kindly. Uh, the show was recorded at Guilt Free Post in London by John Purcell Shackleton and at Max Fun HQ in Los Angeles. The script was written by Sarah Morgan and Riley Silverman. And our producers are Colin Anderson and Jennifer Marmer. And we all love you. Bye. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.